for this week to be over. Listen, I usually don't wish my life away, but damn, this week <laughs> I'm wishing it away. It's one of those one of those weeks, you guys. Yeah. Oh my gosh. All right. So much to get to before we get into the newsy stuff. Um let's just remind everybody that we have a new podcast out. Um, it's our weekly dive podcast, and it was with our new BFF, Sarah Carter. She's delightful. She, she's great. If you you probably already follow her or listen to her, and if you don't, then you should. Um, and she, we had her on the show, and that episode is now released, and it was super fun and great. Yeah. And we kind of brought her down to our level because she's right. like a le- she's a legit journalist, you guys. Like she's. <laughs> You know, she's gone to the border and, like, done journalist stuff. And, like, and then, discovered cartel tunnels. Right. <laughs> she's no big like deal. Done, she's done that kind of stuff. And then we're like, hey, hang out with us for, you know, a half hour. And we so talk about be- Paris Hilton. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so she's totally our new BFF. She is so awesome, so much fun. Um, but, yeah, she I'm sure she was just like, okay, I got to take it down like a notch. <laughs> Hang out with the chicks. Yeah. It no was, big it deal. Was She's just embedded with the military in Afghanistan, but it's fine. No, we totally yeah. can hang. <laughs> totally not a big deal. That, those are the kind of people that Mock and I are. It's like, <laughs> come hang with us for a while. We'll give you we'll give you shots. Yeah. That's like that's us. Yeah. Uh, so if you haven't subscribed to uh the Chicks on the Right Mock and Daisy show podcast, you need to do that. And you right. can listen on any podcast platform. We're everywhere. So do that. And then also just special shout out to our group of insiders. Our Facebook insiders group has grown to 400 plus people, which is so awesome. Yeah. I love, I'm not going to name her because she's like not wanting to be named, but like someone of some stature joined this morning and was so excited to be in a safe place where she can express her views without criticism from her family or friends or whoever. And so you'll make sure to welcome her when you see her. You'll see her if you're in the insider group. So make sure to uh, see her. And if you aren't in the insider group and you would like to be, just go to Facebook and search for Chicks on the Right Insiders. Yes. Um, and then you can subscribe if you would like. And, and listen, it is an it's, amazing group of people. It's not Ivanka Trump. No, it's not Ivanka Trump. <laughs> Did somebody ask that? No, I'm just making that up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it'd be it's really, not. listen, I mean, it's a cool person, but it's, it's not, it would be really cool if like one of the Trumps actually joined, <laughs> dad, I joined dad. this great insider group <laughs> with the chicks on the right. They're my new BFS no, too. Not quite this much stature. Yeah. Um, but still. <laughs> I mean, she's really tall. Talk about stature. Damn. She's tall. Okay. All right. So I guess we should just dive Dive. right in. Let's just get on in. Let's go right in the deep end. Let's (laughs) do it. Okay. So GameStop, like huge news. I learned more about the stock market yesterday than I ever wanted to know ever. Oh my God. I want to know more about it. I want to (laughs) like, I want to become a wolf of Wall Street. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a good name for the Reddit group who uh, had some fun yesterday. Speaking of which, I actually, when I started reading about this yesterday, that guy from the Wolf of Wall Street, like the actual dude, is like, like what is it, Belfort? I forget. Like somebody Belfort. I know I... 
He's yeah. His name is like not memorable. I just know that he was played by Leonardo DiCaprio in the movie, right? Yeah. But he is now making Jordan Belfort. Jordan yes. Belfort is his okay, name. Okay, that's right. He, there you go. He was actually making the rounds and being interviewed about all sorts of stuff. One he actually he's a commentator like on stocks and stuff now, which is you know. Well, I mean, I mean I guess, he knows what he's doing. I, <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. so. Yeah. I have a really great summary, uh, like a two sentence oh. summary of okay. what went down yesterday. So if you're not a stock market person, I am not. I mean, that is just not in my what do they say, bailiwick? Right. In your wheelhouse. <laughs> in my wheelhouse. Your wheelhouse. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> so here is a two sentence summary that I saw on Twitter of what happened yesterday with GameStop. Here we go. People bet on a stock to go down. Other people deliberately bought that stock so that it would go up. The first group of people lost money. The second group of people made a lot of money. The Love first it. group of people are typically made up of hedge fund managers and investor groups who are gajillionaires because they know how to play and manipulate the markets. Right. The second group of people is like a bunch of Revenge of the Nerds people on Reddit who yeah. were like, it is time for us to beat them at their own game. Right. And they did. And they won. They won. And they're and continuing they're, to win. And they're making <laughs> a, a crap load of money. So here, it, it, it's like, and I read yesterday, another article that I read, of course, was from a CNN guy. I can't remember his name. You remember Chris Eliza. Yeah. <laughs> this guy, this guy yesterday... Totally. He made the comparison. He made the correlation between this situation with GameStop stock and how it is, a, 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 I guess, a symptom, if you will, or like, a, I, I, I don't know, some sort of leftover from Trumpism. This is all it all goes back to Trump because, I mean, everything goes back to Trump for these CNN yahoos. Right. And all these liberals who everything goes back to Trump because it's a story about. The, the working class and just the regular man, right, against the elites. And I thought to myself, why is that a bad thing? <laughs> like, why why is that necessarily a bad Like, the, he made it sound like it was the worst thing ever. Like, that is an awful thing. But why is that necessarily a bad thing for, because it used to be that liberals were the people who were like, fight the man, right? And now we've become, conservatives have become those people who are like, listen, the elites shouldn't have all the power. Right. You know, isn't it interesting how liberals are, are like, that's a bad thing. If you think that elites shouldn't have all the power, these guys get up on podiums around campaign time now and they say stuff like, I'm for the working class. No, you're not. You're full of no, shit. You're not. You're not for the working class at all. So I just find it interesting that that is what they're taking away from this. That Oh, God, it's just from that horrible Trumpism. Really? Because people are kind of fed up with the elites having all the power. It's interesting. Yeah. It's like that. I don't know why and that's such a bad This thing. is, I mean, this is this is really yikesy in a lot of ways. And it's, you know, listen, it's great fun to watch. Charles Payne had the best rant about this that I've ever heard. He was like, I didn't hear anybody complaining when it's hedge fund investors and billionaires that are constantly playing these games and putting literal companies and people out of, out business, of business. Right. And by doing the exact same crap. And yet when the people fight back and they decide to get in on the action right. and the hedge fund managers make bad decisions. Well, 
Listen, it has always been a giant casino. The right. stock market has always been a giant casino and only rich people have played. Well, now uh -huh. the regular people are playing and putting rich people into some serious dire straits. Right. And it's about kind of time. So now, of course, the government's like, well, we're going to have to regulate. Oh, do oh you my think, God. Do you think maybe you should stop all of the fake manipulation? Do you think now it's time? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Give me I a just, break. But of course, they're like, oh my God, we have to regulate. Really? I mean, it's like, God, government. <laughs> and that's going to be interesting, right? How are you going to, what are you going to do? And then it's going to well, be Well, they probably will need to do something. <laughs> but it's going to, but then it's going to be over-regulated, Mock. It's going to be. Probably. Because anytime government touches anything, it turns to crap. We all know that. Good Lord. I mean, <laughs> my God. It, it's just. <laughs> Yeah. How about you regulate the 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 tech giants first? How about you do that? <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing is that if there is regulation, it has to apply to everyone. And so that means when Pelosi in December, her and her husband buy a bunch of Tesla stock, knowing that they have insider information about right. what's to come. Right. Maybe that should be more regular. Maybe Congress people shouldn't be allowed to play in yeah. the stock market. Yeah. How about what that? Yeah, I think that would be a great regulation. I thought I saw something about Feinstein too. Feinstein's husband got something, and he yeah, oh really yeah something about Feinstein's husband. You guys may know more about it, but I saw something about him. They're not disclosing all the information, but something about because this is the thing. All the all those people, like you say, are complete gajillionaires. Yeah. and listen, their salaries are pretty big, but they're they're millionaires and multi-millionaires based on the fact that, like you said, they get insider information, and that's how they make all their money. That's how they do it. It's not mm. because they make two hundred twenty-three thousand dollars a year. It's because they make jillions of dollars off of the stock market and insider information. That's how they do it. And it, it is really just crazy that you can manipulate, you can, you can create a company's wealth in such an untangible and not, it ha, this has zero to do with the success or, or um, projected success of GameStop. Like it has nothing to do with how the company's actually doing. Right. And that is what is so crazy about the stock market and why it's always such a gamble. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. so because all these that's a, yeah, because I mean, they, they thought to themselves, okay, well, the pandemic is hit. And so, you know, people, are aren't, closing. people aren't going to the malls. And so that's what the hedge fund managers were thinking, right? Is they were like, it's going to tank. And so yeah. that's, and what that's they... why they short sell. And that's right. why now they're like, oh, my God, because all the Reddit people that bought up the stock are not selling it. And the hedge fund managers need to buy it back in order to cover their losses. And there there isn't any. It just keeps increasing in value. So their losses are going to get exponentially <laughs> bigger. Now, what that means for like regular schmoes is a little frightening because a lot of us have 401ks. Right. And we don't know how much of those 401ks are invested in these giant investment houses that are losing billions of dollars. It's bad for everybody, kind of, but then also it's kind of overdue that this, um, that this happens, that, that, that the little guys get in the game. And so <laughs> it's going to be really interesting to watch. It's painful to see stocks go tanking, right? Yeah. And the markets get really squirrely, but I, you know, I still feel like it's all going to get sorted out and yeah. Every, and, I'm, but I'm these okay. people are going to win a I'm ton of money. I'm completely and totally okay with it because I'm not going to retire until I'm 80. So it'll sort itself <laughs> out before then. Well, this and I may not ever retire anyway. So whatever. <laughs> I don't really give a crap. So I enjoy this. I enjoy watching it. I'm always going to be for the little man. I'm always going to be for that guy. 
You know, I'm, I'm just, I'm fine with it. And when these elites, like they don't have to follow the rules, I'm like, stick it to them, man. I'm totally okay with it. So I'm, I'm enjoying this whole thing, frankly. And it's just, just funny how everybody's upset now that it's actually the little guy that's winning. Right. You this know, is and thing. when it's donors and like ex really rich politicians and hedge fund investment managers who are billionaires for no reason. No one has a problem with fine. that. It's totally fine. Yeah, when Nancy Pelosi's rich, it doesn't bother anybody. Right. You know, that's that's not that's okay. But then when the little guys get rich overnight, you know, that's not okay. Well, bugger off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a wow. That was quite a story that was happening yesterday. It's a great story. I love it. Yeah. So I love it. Uh, that is your GameStop uh, summary. If you're like the millions of frustrated Americans looking for an alternative to the other senior benefits group and want to support an organization that takes responsible action, then now is the time to join AMAC. AMAC, or the Association of Mature American Citizens, is the fastest growing conservative senior organization in America. AMAC believes in the values that have made America great, faith, family, and freedom. AMAC offers an alternative to just about every benefit that AARP offers, but without the liberal agenda. AMAC stands up for the Constitution, and they fight with a full-time presence in Washington, D.C., calling on members of Congress and the administration to discuss issues and support or oppose legislative actions on behalf of the membership. Issues like health care reform, Social Security, reducing prescription drug costs, and more. We stand with AMAC, and we hope you will, too. Stand with us today and join at amac.us slash chicks. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S slash chicks. The benefits of membership are great, but the cause is even greater. Join today at amac.us slash chicks. We need to talk about Jen Circleback. Saki. <laughs> you guys, this is the greatest. I love so much that we brain shared. So I got a video last night from a friend of ours, a, a family friend, and she sent it to me and I'm like, oh my God, did you see this? And I sent it to you and you're like, I'm playing this on our show today. And I'm like, we have to play it on our show. We and have so to play it. It's just, it's and, but I, but I find it interesting because yesterday at the end of our show, I'm like, hey, can we just talk about like Jen Psaki's hair and how she looks dis disheveled and we can take a moment to think about you know McEnany and how let's just take a moment to to remember how polished and beautiful she was and how Jen Psaki never answers a question ever and so it's almost as if when I said that yesterday there were people out there listening to me and they were like hey let's make a video <laughs> and they did you guys they did it's the greatest montage ever yeah. um what was I just going to say about, oh, because the other thing, before we play this amazing montage, when Jen was asked about GameStop in the presser yesterday, do you know what her answer was? Was it, it I'm going to circle say, back? <laughs> well, pretty much. But before that, she said, well, now, you know, I'm happy to report that we have a female in charge of the treasury. And so, so totally it's going to get circled back. And I'm like, oh who God. cares if the woman in charge has a vagina or not? I <laughs> Why is this a thing? Oh my but god! But listen, we've got like there are vaginas, like vaginas, you guys. So there's many vaginas. Like, there's so, so many vaginas. It's all and under so control. everything's gonna be fine, you guys. It's fine. We're gonna circle back with our vaginas. I mean, so okay. because Janet Yellen is now in charge, everything's gonna work out. No, I can't. it's it's okay. 
So anyway, here is the montage. I can, I'll circle back if there's more I can share with you, but I'll circle back with you if there's more to convey. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. We can circle back. I'm, I'm happy to circle what? back with you. I can circle back. Uh, I will have to circle back on that one that's an excellent question oh such an important question uh, we will circle back with you and we'll, we'll circle back with you it's an interesting question but uh we'll, we'll circle back i'm happy to circle back but i'll have to circle back with you on it. it's a good question but we'll circle back with you on this today we will certainly circle back with you more directly uh, i hate to disappoint you but i will have to circle back with you on that as well <laughs> listen she really hates to disappoint all of us i'm that's so I, disappointing I, it's just very disappointing is she, is she really she must be dizzy from all the circling, she's like, oh, I'm so circly. You guys are circling. And that's like one of those corporate speak terms that I right. hate. I hate it too. I know. You're oh, God. Like, all the corporate crap. It's like, listen, we're going to we're gonna regroup and circle back. And then we're going to join together in a new paradigm shift. Right. Is, can we, do, can we so, please stop talking like that? Can y'all think of all the stupid corporate <laughs> crap that you say? Circle back is like the top thing. You know, she right. took that. And she doesn't answer a damn question. She's been doing this for, what, four days? She said <laughs> circle back like 18 times. Daisy, she can't boil the ocean, okay? <laughs> God, I can't stand her. I cannot stand her and her hair. Listen, I, know. I just can't. It's not Debbie Wasserman Schultz, though. It could be worse. No, I just, I can't deal. It's like, God, I just, I miss McEnany. Yeah, she was such she a was boss. Tough as balls, man. She was such a boss. She answered the questions and she never said circle back. <laughs> I just Ever. said tough as balls, which yeah, is said, actually not right at all. No, balls like, remember, are not Be- tough. remember Betty White said they were actually really soft. Yeah, that's look at right. Me, look at me doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I always do that when we talk about balls. I always do. <laughs> you automatically make the, the, the grape picking motion. I do. <laughs> I do. I totally do. It's like it's not appropriate, you guys. I'm sorry. Oh my god. I'm sorry. We are we are consummate professionals here. Listen. <laughs> Absolutely we are. Yeah, ex- except for we don't circle back. We do not circle back. We give Never. you answers immediately. Imme- right. For example, we are ready to go to tell you about how China is now giving COVID tests anally. Oh. Sign me up. China. No, thank you. <laughs> Seriously, that is such a China thing to do. It's like, listen, we unleashed this hell. Now we're going to poke you in the butt to test you for oh, it. Oh, it's not even just a poke. It's an internal swab. Oh, of course it is. Yeah. Of course. It's a that, swab. That sounds so like China, doesn't it? It's so it? China. Is it what? like a giant Q-tip that they shove yeah. up your butt? Yeah. Mm. And this is how they believe it's more effective because even if you're asymptomatic and you don't have any virus left in your throat, you probably still have it in your butthole. <laughs> <laughs> so they really want to know about it. And Who wants to they're... go first? Anybody? <laughs> Who wants to go first? <laughs> yeah. Can't. Okay. Yeah. Also, Pamela Anderson is married again. Um, who... <laughs> <laughs> Is she, is this like the, the eighth or ninth time? What, what marriage is this? I think it's five, but it's the fourth husband or something. Did she ever marry that albino guy that, the, that, you know, the, the spy dude, spy, albino spy? And I still don't know if she slept with him. Is that Assange? Is I'm sorry. That's what I meant. Assange. He's not albino. Really? He just looks like he's albino. Is that, I mean, Rob is convinced that they've slept together. I don't know. I feel like they slept together. Really? It's her mock. True. True. I feel like, is that True. mean? Is that, I, But I feel like, listen, I mean, I'm sure they were really good friends, but at some point they probably did the hibbity-jibbity. 
don't you? And you know he was ready after being isolated for so long. Totally. I just don't know how she did that when he was spreading his poop on the walls. (laughs) You remember? So gross. It is very gross. That's right. He kind of went a little. But then again, you have to remember she was married to Tommy Lee. So I'm right, sure it's at not some like point, her standards are all that high. Yeah, I'm sure at some point he also spread poop on the walls. <laughs> and it was Which probably is... part of their – anyway. How much do you spend from your paycheck in about 100 days? The Watchdog on Wall Street podcast with Chris Markowski. Every day, Chris helps unpack the connection between politics and the economy and how it affects your wallet. The federal government is on pace to spend over $1 trillion per every 100 days. Are Speaker Johnson and congressional Republicans doing anything about it? Enough is enough. Whether it's happening in D.C. or down on Wall Street, it's affecting you financially. Be informed. Check out the Watchdog on Wall Street podcast with Chris Markowski on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. The Supreme Court rejects 14th Amendment arguments for kicking Trump off the ballot. The Biden administration admits secretly flying 320,000 illegals into the country last year. And some unhinged never-Trumpers want to ruin the lives of people seeking a no-labels third-party candidate. I'm Greg Columbus. Join Jim Garrity of National Review and me each weekday for the Three Martini Lunch podcast. We'll give you the good, bad, and crazy news of the day, and hopefully a lot of laughs, too. Follow the Three Martini Lunch on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, yeah. let's talk about Barstool because you have a story. Okay, so there's this great story from Barstool Sports this morning. I'm going to pull it up so I don't mess it up, the names, because I just read it this morning, and I'm like, we have to talk about this. So you guys know Dave Portnoy, who is the, you know, I thought he was the CEO of Barstool Sports. He's actually the founder, and he has a um, CEO named Erica Nardini. Erica is obviously a woman. I did not know this, but she's being criticized by um, people who are in the National Women's Hockey League. I did not know this. He's fighting back and saying that these people who are critics now, are he's telling them to to grow a pair because she has been a huge supporter of, of the of the National Women's Hockey League. Okay. And she's a, a complete badass um, CEO. She's taken that company from $15 million to a billion dollars. I also didn't know that Barstool Sports was a billion dollar company, which is remarkable in itself, right? Wow. So she is a huge supporter of the the Women's Hockey League, right? And um, she's, she's actually wanting to start her own, um, I guess, her own team. She's wanting to do this. So she's had a lot of the players on her own podcast. Apparently, she has her own podcast. I didn't know that either. And um, what's, come, what's come of this is a lot of writers who write about that league, which a lot of people, like, listen, I didn't even know there was a women's hockey league. I'm sure a lot of people out there didn't even know that there was a hockey league, but it's like the NWHL. Um a lot of writers came after her and said that Barstool Sports was like rooted in sexism and all this crap because, you know, this is what they say about Barstool Sports, right? And then they're also saying that Barstool Sports was white supremacist. Oh, my God. Right. So I they're can't. Sa- yeah. So they're saying all this stuff about Barstool Sports. They're talking smack about it. So it goes back to this whole white supremacist thing and that it's sexist and all this kind of stuff. So Dave Portnoy put out... I think a video or two, a couple videos. And he was just, and because he was completely pissed off that nobody stuck up for his, no one stuck up for her. No one stuck up for a CEO. And he was like, what the hell? Because one, he, he gave a lot of um, attention to this league 
And and two, she is a woman CEO who right. took his he who took his company from fifteen million to a billion dollar company. So she's a complete badass boss, right? And so, if anything, feminists should be sticking up for her, which is we never see feminists stick up for anybody, right? It, all they want is like free tampons and abortions on demand. This is who they are now, and so um, he's he's just like, what's going on? So he came out with these statements, and he's like, you know what? No one stuck up for her. This is a bunch of crap. You know, I'm completely disgusted by all these people. And I can read you some of like what he said in his there's um, let me see. Um, he's like, Erica, I, Erica took us from 15 million dollars to a billion. It, it, um, she's the number two female executive in the sports w- world, blah, blah, blah. Deadspin is who actually came after her. He goes, that's the company that went bankrupt. I was yeah. going to say, do they even still exist? Yeah, they don't exist. He's like, that's the one who went after her. Um, he said, a player in the league, a player in the league in the D- NWHL said Barstool is white supremacist and, d- and doesn't want to be associated with us. You should be in jail for that. To call a company white supremacist without a shred of proof because I sang a Jaw Rule song five years ago. Is that it? Like at some point, I kept waiting for the commissioner of the league or the players who've been on Erica's podcast to step up and be like, we know this woman and we know this company. You're wrong. We don't stand with you. But nope, they just fell in line one after another like cowards to the point the league commissioner does a press release on air because nobody gives a fuck except us and i'm personally offended that they could be that rude dishonest and treacherous just to fall in line because of the political climate god forbid they're wrong who gives a f we just better go with whatever the the um the political winds are blowing. A girl in the league said that we're white supremacists. Get out of here. Erica has had your back forever. You didn't have the dignity to have her back. It's disgusting. And it's everything wow. that's wrong. And so he went on and on. And it's basically, I love it because he stuck up for her. And he was like, you guys are a bunch of wusses. And so he said, basically, grow a set is what he said in this um, thing. And I love it because he didn't back down. And he was like, no one is speaking out, which we need to see more of. And I love this. I love the story because he has giant balls, Mm. Dave Portnoy. He's never been a guy that's come out and said, I'm conservative, but he's doing all these things for small businesses right now. He has that small business fund when the federal government hasn't done shit for small Mm -hmm. businesses. He's come out and raised all this money and people, the people of America have given to this fund and raised millions and tens of millions of dollars for these, these companies who these small businesses who are struggling. He's done that. He has a woman CEO, which is remarkable in itself. Right. And then people are attacking him left and right. This it's, this is what's wrong with America right now is they're calling him a white supremacist. Why, why? And, and you're, he's absolutely right. He should be able to sue for that. This whole white supremacy garbage is getting on my last nerve. It's like when, if everybody's a white supremacist, no one is, you know? And I'm so glad to see that somebody like him is, is fighting back on this. Cause I'm, I am beyond tired of this crap and everybody needs to start speaking out against this because we're, if we don't, if you just sit back and you're afraid of the mob, the mob will win. And this well, is-, is she so I don't even under like, why didn't the players that she's talked to and the league people that she's actually had on her show? What what problem do they have with her that they wouldn't have her back? Like, is she political? Is that the problem? No, this is the she's- thing. I think it's like he it's like he says that people are too afraid. People are too afraid to speak out because they're they're afraid of being called a name. 
Because people are giant wusses. I mean, listen, you and I are used to this now because we've been beat up for 12 years. And so if somebody calls us a white supremacist, we're like, whatever, F off. I don't care. I know who I am. Mm. But there are a lot of people out there. It's like you said on the on our podcast yesterday with Sarah. There are there are so many people who are so afraid now because of cancel culture that yeah. they are just they're like, you know what? I'm just going to fly under the radar. I'm just not going to get involved. I'm just not going to get involved. It's like watching somebody get get robbed or get mugged and you're just you're standing by and you're watching it and you don't want to intervene in that crime because you don't want to get hurt you know you don't want to you just don't want to be that you don't want to get hurt somebody else will take care of it somebody else Mm -hmm. will help that person I don't want to help because I don't want to get involved because you know I just I I I don't (laughs) I just I don't want to get involved and this is the culture we're in now People are, people are silent because they're afraid. It's fear. They have used fear to silence so many of us. And so many people are silent strictly because of fear. I refuse to be afraid. I'm not going to live my life afraid. If, I mean, these people want to come after me, come after me. I don't care. I'm just not going to do it. I'm 50 years old and I refuse to be uh, to live my life in fear. And I will teach my children not to do that either. You are, you are. I am not a white supremacist. I am not. <laughs> I, I can't know believe who I we am. even have to say that out right. loud. Right. I just, but that is, I think that's the point of this is that Dave Portnoy is like, this is madness. Yeah. You know? And it's like, and the fact that his CEO is being called a white supremacist and that his company is being called a, a white supremacist company, he's like, what is going on? And no one is sticking up for him. He is doing amazing things. In he the is, community. and he never holds back. And I, it's, no. and, you know, I, it's what I, it's what everybody loves about Dave. Portway. Right. And I just wish more people would do that. And I, I, and like I said, I don't even think that he meant to be political. He started to be political, but now he's becoming political just be, simply because he's fighting back against the mob. Does that Because he sense? sees how dumb some of this stuff actually right, is. Right. I mean, when it, when it starts affecting people that he knows dearly and personally, and he's just, and he's seeing it happen firsthand. He's seeing how much of a, of a impact his fund has had on small businesses. I mean, right. I don't know if you guys have watched the calls that he makes to the people that win the, oh my God. the, the right. money. They're, I cry at every single one of them right. because they are so emotional about the help that he's been able to, the money that he's been able to raise to keep these businesses alive it's when the government is busy dealing with climate change, which isn't, that the stuff they're doing isn't even going to have any tangible effect right. on the climate. Yeah, and it's, it's like it, it's oh it's God. it's crazy. So I mean, I'm just I, I'm just pointing that. I love that story because it's it's nice to know that there. It gives me hope that there are yeah. people out there who still have a backbone, and like are willing to say this is not okay. It's not okay. It's not okay for you to call me that. It's not okay because I'm not that. And so I know who I am, and I'm I'm not gonna have you like I'm not gonna have you say that about my friend and right. my and my CEO. And I'm not going to have you say that about me, you know, and so I won't stand for it. And I and it is really disheartening that she, you know, was she has had a relationship with these players and no one's willing to stand up for her. Right. Especially when no one knows about this league and she's probably bringing more attention to it. So much any marketing department they might have. Yeah. So I, I, anyways, I just, I love that story. So if you guys get a chance, you can check it out even more. But, um, you know, God bless Dave Portnoy. Seriously. And love him or hate him, because I know a lot of people are like, oh, my God, he cusses all the time. He's right. so, just, he, he's such he a macho, you know, like he alpha male. I love and, everything about him. <laughs> right. 
I mean, it's, I like macho <laughs> alpha males. It's, that's right. fine. I mean, he's a Whatever. dude. He is There's a dude. no question about it, about his right. dudeness. And he, listen, he's, he is no holds barred when it comes to talking about his CEO and what a complete rock star she is. Mm-hmm. And she is. He hired a woman to run his company. I mean, it's how if, if you call him a sexist after that, I don't even I can't have a conversation with you. Yeah, you're just I, you're just using words that you've been programmed to right. use you're while you an, call all of us brainwashed. Right. You're an idiot <laughs> at that point. I can't. I mean, there's just I can't talk to you after that. He, yeah. he basically entrusted uh, this woman with his baby that he built from the ground up. He's been working on that company. I think that company he started more than like about two decades ago. And I think he, it's just been a decade, if I'm not has mistaken. Has it been a decade? Yeah. I, I swear it was like he was talking about how it's like 15 years around this. He's been working with, like, trying to get that company going. And it's just in the past several years that he's been making a lot of money. And it's and so he's like, here, I'm going to go ahead and entrust you, woman, <laughs> with this company. And she's totally kicked, like, just hit the ball out of the park with it. It's a I billion it. dollars. Can you imagine? It's like you and I you know, and giving our business to somebody and saying, here, make it into a... a, Yeah, if anybody knows how to do that, we'll hire you. (laughs) Right, we'll we'll totally give you our company. If you can make it a billion dollar business, by all means, (laughs) tell us how to do that. (laughs) Good Lord. Thank you, Devana Mastin-Wells. She says, thank you so much for sticking it out for all these years. We're not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. We're going to keep right on doing the we're things. Pro- we're never going to make a billion dollars, but no, by God, we we're going to be here. We're going to be here. <laughs> we're like cockroaches, you guys. Uh, did you see John Kerry is back and doing the things? Why the long face, John? <laughs> it's less long now because he's, he's had a lot of work lot of done filler. to it. He's had a lot of, lot of filler. Yeah, so stuff. now it's sort of rounded itself out and it's puffy in certain it's places. Like it's, it's, ob- very it's like weird. oblong. It's oblong. Yeah, it's yeah, and 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 puffy. It's like a puff. It's like a, a puff long face. It's like there's filler in there. There's a lot of filler. I don't know what's in there, but it's not good. Whatever's in there is not good. Yeah, he is yeah. now the uh, climate change special envoy. Uh, what and does so, that mean exactly? What is it means? What is we're paying envoy? him a lot of money to to worry about climate change and to tell all these workers in oil and gas that they should basically learn to code. I mean, that's essentially what he said yesterday. Okay. Listen, we're going to create all these like amazing jobs. It's so, they've tried to do this before. And then you know what they do? Solyndra. That's what they do. Yeah. Meanwhile, all these oil and gas workers lose their jobs and hear promises about how they're going to get all these new jobs. John Kerry said yesterday, don't worry, oil workers, you can just go and become solar panel technicians. Because that's exactly the same. Yeah, totally. He's so condescending. He was like, we're just allowing people to make better choices in their employment. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's that's good for him because he married um, Heinz. Yeah. Who's rich as balls. (laughs) And um, so he has a sugar mama. (laughs) He has a sugar mama. And then he also has a private jet. Did you know that? Which huh. I, I find really interesting because private jets have more of a, what is that carbon bull crap that they always talk about? Footprint? Yeah. He has a bigger one of those in a private jet than he does in a regular, regular plane. Like if you get on a Delta plane, you know, yeah. a private jet has a bigger carbon footprint than one of those. So somebody needs to like, who's going to tell him? 
Who's well, and Ari Fleischer, I heard Ari Fleischer yesterday saying that John Kerry, who is all Mr. We need more wind power and solar power. He didn't want wind turbines to be put out, out of his Nantucket home because he didn't want it to block the view. Oh. So it's fine if you're building those somewhere else. Okay? Oh, of course. Me but wanna... I don't want to have to see them. No, he doesn't want to see them from his Nantucket home that his what wife a piece bought. Of crap that guy is. That his wife and her family bought him. He's Does, gotta... Isn't it nauseating that we have to pay him more money? He's a gajillionaire, and yet yeah. we all have to pay him. Oh, just, my God. That guy. I know. It's all nauseating. They all make way too much money. All of them. Way too much Mm-hmm. All right, I need to go read more things uh, and get that ready. infuriate you. More things that infuriate you. <laughs> yes, gonna have to go get more <laughs> mad. <laughs> yeah, everybody, we have to go read more things that more infuriate things. us. I'm gonna go do some work because it sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> that does sound like a lot of work. Yeah, we hope that you guys have a great day. Let's bring it in. It's bring Thursday. It all We're the way in. Al- almost to the end of the week, you guys. Almost. <gasps> almost there. <laughs> you guys. Um, tomorrow we're gonna circle back. We'll circle back with you on all of these issues. We're going to circle back. Circle Especially it all the way on back. Pamela Anderson's uh, nuptials. <laughs> well, by tomorrow she'll be divorced. So probably we'll circle the, back yeah. on that. I'm, I'm thinking probably, yeah, I'm thinking probably by Monday she'll be divorced. <laughs> yeah, so we'll circle back on that. You guys, have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. What is President Trump's reaction to big tech censorship and what can he do about it? This is Sarah Carter. Rudy Giuliani joins me to explain why taking away free speech in America is really taking away America. Find The Sarah Carter Show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.